Ghostly Ghostly with Matt Fisher and Ray Booten. We're here uh, today. We're going to discuss uh, discuss a subject that is not quite ghostly. That's why the show is called Mostly Ghostly because most of the time you'll catch us talking about ghosts and spirits. But in today's episode, we're going to be discussing alien encounters. That is encountering alien. The old gray folks um, from space, our friends from space, um, UFOs, unidentified flying objects, and whatever they may be. Um, I know Ray has a few stories of where he's seen some UFOs. I have some stories of when I've seen some UFOs, and uh, we're going to share them with you right now. Would you like to go first with one or me? Uh, I'll give you one. Okay. Some years back, um, I was visiting up in Maine, mm-hmm. an area of Maine, and where I was, down a dirt road, middle of nowhere, <laughs> in a lodge cabin. Used to be a camp at one time, uh, by a lake, mountains around us, and I was standing there with somebody, and I'm looking up at the sky perfect clear sky you could see the milky way and i'm looking up and i see three lights triangle shaped lights and they're moving fast Mm. they're not blinking and they're moving faster than you would normally see if there's a plane in the distance Mm. first thought is that's weird then they just cut back at a sharp 45 degree angle yeah went up at that angle and then cut back probably at about a 35-degree angle, shot up, and disappeared. Hmm. Now, there isn't a plane or a helicopter. There isn't anything that I can think of at that speed that could, actually just about any speed, make that perfect cut at that perfect angle. Yeah. Nothing can fly like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a meteor because it was going across, then up, and then shot farther up. And it's like, uh, wrong direction for gravity to be, to be pulling a meteor. And I said to the person I was with, uh, we just saw a UFO. Because my mind is looking at every single possibility, and there was nothing mm-hmm. that it could be unless it was a UFO. Yeah. What do you think it is about, like, the middle of nowhere woods that, you know, stuff like that is seen? Uh, I don't know. I know that it's occurred a lot in areas... It could be that it's just easier to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're around cities, you've got glare, airports, planes, a lot of things that interfere. Yeah. Um, in theory, I would think that, you know, if something wants to visit, they might pop in and out away from population mm-hmm. centers. Um, since right now, if they were able to make a journey and make a visit they would obviously know that they might be seen but it would be just be logged as one of the many stories of something mm. seen on a mountain and someone not take it very serious yeah. um, that goes as as far as I'm concerned people talk about area 51 mm-hmm. um, I'm of the opinion that maybe at this point in time um, the government may have had uh, a technology there but I think that basically the skunk works or secret projects towards the end of they may run tests there when they're about ready to go public anyways mm. 
but they keep that area, they keep it high security, as a very expensive decoy. Yeah. So while everybody is watching Area 51, they're having fun with their technology, doing other things, other places that people aren't looking. Yeah. That would be if you're giving um, the government that much intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> and saying, but whether it's intelligence or being devious, devious enough, yes. But to me, that would be the logical thing to do. Set something up that everybody looks one way while you're doing something some, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah I've heard that um, that is kind of like a, a decoy and that the, the, the actual stuff is like close by in a mountain somewhere, like, you know, cut into the mountain. And that's where they, they do all their, their stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, same thing with like Illuminati uh, type stuff is like once the public knows about it, it's no longer secret. You know what I mean? So like... Like, in the, in, in, in the sense of the Illuminati, like, yeah, I feel like th there is, like, an Illuminati out there, but they're not the Illuminati. Like, because once people, you know, back in the day, in the 1800s and stuff, you know, they were, they were, uh, when they, like, first started up, you know, because all bloodlines of kings and queens and stuff like that, that, uh, yeah, it might have been called the Illuminati at one point, but now, you know, it's something else, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, the, um... Yeah, I've seen uh, in the woods, I remember I went camping uh, maybe like 15 years ago with my family. We used to go down the Cape, the Cape Cod Canal and camp. We did that for like a couple years. And uh, me and my cousins, Carl and John, one night would wait for everybody to go to bed and then we'd go for a walk throughout the campground. And um, I remember stopping on this hill because at the top of the hill I could see this bright light. And we stopped to look at it, and uh, all of a sudden it just kind of zigzagged down the hill, going quicker than, you know, what anybody, any human could do, or even in a car or anything like that. And it zigzagged, which was weird, which kind of plays into, like, you know, when people see the light formation, it's usually, like, weird. And it kind of goes back a little bit. I was going to say something earlier. Uh, in the past episode, we brought up H.P. Lovecraft, and some of the... I just recently watched a movie that... Uh, called Underwater, which at the end of it, you know, spoiler alert, you find out that this thing in the water is uh, like a Cthulhu-type mm -hmm. thing. So, like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which everybody loves Cthulhu. Like, everybody talk, talks about it all the time. Um, so I did a little diving into some of the creatures that, like, he, he created. And um, a lot of it, you know, it's got that weird sea creature... A lot of them have sea creature ties because they're really, when you think about them, they're really, if you just, they're the most alien thing to human, human, you know, humans. You know what I mean? You got insects and, and reptiles as well, but I feel like those sea creatures are more um, like it. I even commented uh, that um, after the film that, like, you know, that there's there's really no big difference between deep ocean and space. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but with that, uh, I, was, I was diving in and I was going through a list of all the different creatures and such from his, you know, catalog. And some of them are just were shapes and stuff like that, where you'd see these bright, uh, bright lights and stuff like that. And I wonder if H.P. Lovecraft had, a, had an encounter, you know, and seen aliens. And he thought that maybe that he took from that, you know, because the whole light formations is... I was there was like things where it was like multiple triangles of light and stuff, and that's what I assume. You know, when you when people say they see 
Because there's, there's a lot of, like, realistic videos that have popped up recently of, like, alien formation stuff, or UFO, rather, formations, and that's really all it is, is, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, like, triangles with, like, you know, with, um, you know, lights on it and stuff, which kind of goes back, with the triangles and stuff, we're gonna have an episode later, later on in the season, or in the year, about, you know, whether or not we think aliens are demons, because there's a good argument there, um, with that, and, like, the demon thing is triangles, symbols, like, those, those, those shapes are, like, huge, when you start diving into, you know, the occult, or, you know, demonic stuff, spiritual stuff, shapes play, like, a, a huge part of it, you know what I mean, um, but, yeah, so, like, I always wondered if, if H.P. Lovecraft seen an alien, and he kind of took a twist on that, um, maybe, maybe not so much an alien, but the UFO, um, with the shapes, it, you know, you see stuff where, see, the UFO thing's weird, because with it being an unidentified flying object, you know, you, then you bring in the whole conversation of, do you think all the stuff that people see, do you think that they're not alien, but they're almost like a technology that the government found, mm-hmm. and they use that technology to build ships for themselves for wars, and so they can get from, you know, America to France in two seconds, you know what I mean? Wherever they need to be type stuff, you know? Um, which is just as interesting as the alien aspect of it is, you know, weird and weird with all these, because, you know, when they see, when they, when they, a UFO goes down and they say, oh, it's made out of this, this metal that we've never seen before and stuff <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Um, really, it's, it's, the UFO thing's really an interesting phenomenon. I've seen a, a UFO uh, in, in a populated, very populated area once before the drones before the, the days of drones, I remember I was in Weymouth up by South Shore Hospital, and um, I stopped and pulled over because there was this weird light that was flying above it um, in, like, a weird pattern. And um, I stopped, and I, I videotaped it with my camera on my my phone and um, my shitty, like, Motorola phone back in the day. And, um, yeah, like, I, I think that was, that was weird. I couldn't believe I was seeing it. It was like this, this can't be real. Like I don't even know what I'm videotaping. This can't be like because you you hear about all these things and it's it was hiding in like plain sight, so to speak. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, that H.P. Lovecraft thing. We started getting into that, and I was thinking, you know, I really think that I think that he encountered something because the formation of you know the lights and the triangles and all that. Because he would have. He would have, going through this list of creatures, it was creatures that were a lot like, they were either like sea creatures, like Cthulhu was, there's a lot of mist, you know what I mean, mist creatures and like blobs and stuff that would just kind of, it's very interesting to go through it, I I couldn't even finish the list, that's how long it was of all these characters he did, and it was just a mixture of like these weird creatures and like, in form eight light formations, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Which which is weird. The light formation thing is weird because you you you, you know you wouldn't it'd be very weird for that to kind of pop up when you're thinking of creatures like they they almost don't go together, but like they do in his world. I gotta dive deeper into his world because it's interesting. I never really dove deep into his work, knew about him and knew about some of his things and his tales and stuff. 
But um, yeah, it's something I want to dive a little deeper into to see. And maybe we'll do an episode on H.P. Lovecraft's like slowly. I want to go to his grave, like we talked about before. That'd be cool. What you want to do is the, he has one, the quest for unknown caitiff. Yeah. You want to read that one? Okay. That that was a favorite of mine. The yeah. One, one I think I've read just about everything he's he's ever written at one time or another. Do you have a big book of it? So, uh, no, I don't have most of them anymore. No. No, that was that was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, growing up in Providence, mm -hmm. he is buried at Swan Point in Providence. Mm -hmm. He was from the Rhode Island area. Actually, uh, I know where the house is that he lived. I've driven really? by it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, also. If you take a look at the time he was writing, the easiest way to put what he may have seen mm -hmm. out there would have been in a story form. Right. Um, it still is possible, whether it be uh, sci-fi or fantasy or horror, mm -hmm. to be able to incorporate it if you're trying to avoid uh, criticism by just outright saying it. Yeah, true. Good point. The other thing is that when you're looking at... Um, you're looking at, for instance, his list of creatures, and you're looking at the different shapes, etc. If he sees something that there is no reference to in this world, he has to create something which gives you an image. Mm -hmm. Inaccurate to one degree or another, because as it's the same as meeting someone who doesn't speak the same language as you, mm -hmm. trying to find that common ground. The simplest thing would be if someone offers you a glass of water, you immediately think, ah, and says a word. Oh, that word must mean water. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe that word means drink. Hmm. Maybe that word means glass. You've got three choices. Pick one. Yeah. But if he's trying to convey something he saw, he creates a story around it so you get a feeling and can start to understand that, oh, this is alien. This hmm. is different. It's not us. And that can be what he was just trying to say. It's not us. There's more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the second time I, I saw uh, a UFO, I was up in New Hampshire during the summer, uh, up at a ski resort, great deals during the summer, and the place I was staying was actually up on the mountain, stepped outside at night, I uh, was looking at the sky, saw a bright light, it was white, white light, it had no, it was round, now, it was larger than usual. There was, it wasn't blinking, just the one. The way I can describe its size is if you were to take a pea between your fingers and hold it at arm's length, it was that big, mm. which is bigger than flashing lights on anything. And there yeah. was just one. Now, it went straight across the sky for a while. And this was not very fast. But there was no noise, no blinking lights. Mm large, very bright. Then it turned at a sharp angle, started to go up, and then almost folded in on itself and disappeared. Hmm. Almost something like you'd see in a Star Trek movie or something, yeah. where it folded in. And I'm looking, and I'm immediately my mind, so I locked that image in, I look, there's a wall up in the mountains. Okay, this is the horizon. It's not going down. The meteor would be doing... I'm running all this stuff through my head. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it. Okay. Damn. That's a UFO. Yeah. There's nothing that it could be from its slow movement, its size, to suddenly cutting an angle, going for a little bit, and then accelerating and poof. 
and literally it looked like the light was closing in on itself before it disappeared. Hmm. It's like, okay, that's another one. <laughs> one of the most convincing UFO videos I've ever seen <clears throat> had it flying around and at the end it just like disappears mm -hmm. but what they did is they took the footage and they slowed it down to like an incredible speed slow speed and what you notice is it doesn't disappear it extends into the sky it just mm -hmm. like woof, like shoots off like a bullet into the sky but it looks like it disappears because it just goes so quick yeah. which was interesting yeah the um i remember before we talked about how like uh, you know, uh, interpretation for way back when, when people would see something, they didn't quite know what it was, so, you know, did draw it a certain way. I think we did, like, the, the, the cave uh, yeah. sketches and stuff like that. And then you see, like, those old school paintings of people, of, like, kings or queens, and in the corner they have little, like, saucers in the sky. Yeah. You ever see those? Yeah, those are weird. But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think they've been getting uh, visited for uh, many, many moons it's funny, there's different takes on the whole UFO thing. You have that government thing where, like, do they, is it just them messing around and trying new things? Um, actual aliens. People think that some UFOs are, like, us from the future coming back to, like, help us and stuff. All very interesting, like, takes on it. Um, but what, what's your opinion on that? Well, you can go back as far as uh, Eisenhower, actually, mm -hmm. and I don't remember who was before him. Uh, it's when you first started getting mention mm -hmm. of uh, the government involvement and recognition of USO, UFOs, yeah. and then they quickly turn around and start denying it. Yeah. So it goes back a ways, uh, the government UFO mm -hmm. thing, conspiracy or otherwise. Do I think there are other life forms? Yes. If you take a universe that doesn't only have millions of galaxies, but billions of galaxies. And then you take the possibility of other, other dimensions, uh, something they call the multiverse, you take mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. And if humanity thinks that it is the only life form mm -hmm. among all of that, or that if there is life, it has to look like us, yeah. that's pure arrogance. Yeah. There's life out there. Right. Of one form or another, there's life. It may not be based on the way we are. may not have, uh, most likely doesn't even have the same look. Yeah. But there is life. Now, the if they are intelligent, maybe they do pop in once in a while, uh, whether by accident or just to kind of take a look and see how we're doing. To follow up. Follow up. I mean, the classic sci-fi thing is with, when humanity gets to a certain point, the aliens come and say, listen, get your act together, or you're in trouble. They tell us to stay on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a theme that pops up. But, yeah, for them to take a look at us, um, to see what's going on, yeah, I believe that that is possible. And for me, I think that those two times I did see something, they were not. Um, and this goes this goes back. Um even if you're looking at the time up in the mountains in New Hampshire, you're probably talking at least four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about the time in Maine, uh, secluded up there, then you're talking probably closer to 15 years ago. So these things happened a while back. And uh, two very separate things.
One place I'm curious about in Massachusetts is Purgatory Chasm. There's a lot of sightings up there. It's supposed to be a hot spot. Mm -hmm. uh, there are others around, but yeah. Are there other beings in the universe? Yes. Could they, have, could they or have they visited us? Distinct possibility. I'm not going to rule that out. I know Mike Calvin, who I shot DJ Stan the Man, when we talk about, he was, he's a big space guy, and um, he thought aliens were just bacteria. Like, if you go and look into a puddle, you know, mm -hmm. all the different organisms you'll find in there would be like an alien thing. Well, if you talk about alien in a broad sense, anything that's not us is alien. That's true. So if you're talking in interdimensional being, mm -hmm. whether they're using different dimensions to travel or coming from another one, yeah, that's an alien. Another planet, that's an alien. So there's a lot, there are a lot of possibilities there. We can have different names. We can call them aliens. We can call them greys. We can call them demons. We can call them jinn. We can call them yeah. whatever it is from different areas. But is there something out there? Yes. Um, do I believe in UFOs? Seen them twice. Mm -hmm. uh, do I believe that we've had contact? Uh, I am not going to discount it. Yeah. Not not in the history of mankind. It's been a long while. Do I believe, like some TV shows, that everything humanity has ever done has been done with the help of aliens? No, that's kind of discrediting uh, yeah. humanity's intelligence. Plus, it's also disregarding any commitment any ancient society had to a particular religious belief or goal mm -hmm. where they were willing to work for it a whole lifetime yeah. to do something. Mm -hmm. And we just don't have that commitment now. Could there have been a nudge, one or two people here along the way, to, to uh, help us reach a certain goal? Maybe. Is it all these old aliens? Mm. No. Really? Yeah, like the pyramid. How they think the they think the aliens helped build the pyramids. And Stonehenge, and yeah. this, and that. It's like it doesn't have to be all aliens. Yeah. It can be people. You take something like Stonehenge. The culture at the time when that was built, this was their life, their belief. And if someone was going to commit 20 years to building this sacred site, they had a belief system then where they would put that effort into it. It was, mm -hmm. it was most likely an honor to be working on it yeah. and commit your life to it. We may not have that in our society now to be able to commit to something and work that hard for it. But it doesn't mean they didn't. They right. got it built. It's true. I often wondered if the, the, the pyramids were um, almost sand that was molded, like mud. You know what I mean? Like if they just took, if they just piled on mud but like shaped it into the form of, you know, the, the rock or whatever it is, the brick, whatever it is that, you know, makes the, makes the, uh, you know, the pyramids. But yeah, I mean, if you get a lot, enough people to lift things, you lift incredible amounts of things, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's interesting. Have you ever heard of Bob Lazar? I've heard of him. The, um, uh, I believe he, is he the one that got his hand melted? You see that story? I remember there was a weird story of, uh, I think it was him. Um, he was working at an Area 51 base, and they had, they had an alien in there, and they were working with the aliens, and for some reason there was some, some type of miscommunication or something where there was like a battle within the the place and um, he got like his hand, he used to tour, he used to go around and do tours and, and speeches and talks at 
you know, colleges or whatever uh, talking about it, but, like, his hand was, like, missing fingers and was, like, deformed, and he said it was from getting shot with, like, a laser from an alien, which was always, like, a weird... I always thought that was weird. And when you see it right there in the flesh, it's, like, it makes it more believable, you know what I uh-huh. mean? But there's a lot of crazy stories, and even and like, all those those... A lot of those guys that were doing, you know, that were very open about, you know, alien things, they end up dead. You know what I mean? It's those things that they had, the, the, like the Clinton uh, Clinton suicide, you know, where they kill, shoot themselves like five times in the back of the head. Um, oh, once, I, once you know too much and expose, then you get into the whole idea that the the powers behind the scenes, mm-hmm. if you, the scenes, once you're taken seriously... Then they don't want you out there spending anything anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. That's 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 you, one of the theories. Once you get your audience, once you catch an audience, so they're gonna cut you off. Probably before your audience gets too big, they'll notice. Yeah, but find one way to stop you. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you ever see those old that old video of um, the alien autopsy video? Uh, that's from I, like the fifties or something like that. I think I did. I don't remember that much of it. I remember the effects. Like, it looked really good. Like, if it was fake, they had, like, the best in the business in there on it. Um, I remember, yeah, like, it was a gray on a table. I think it was missing, like, its arm or a leg or something. And uh, it was just, like, you see it and you're like, this can't be fake. This looks too too real, you know what I mean? Um well, you you got to, and from your perspective, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that what the technology was at the time to be able to fake it, right? Whether they could have or not. Yeah, I don't think they could have. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're you're dealing with like Frankenstein era of like makeup effects, which were great, but like these were they they were like the bodies were all like it was finely crafted. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was something else. I remember I seen back in like um, the early like two thousand four or five, maybe six. I was living in an apartment building, and uh, I was woken up in the middle of the night by this sound. That I remember it was right. It was like right, a couple years after nine eleven, because it just it felt it sounded like a bomb was coming. Cause it was just this like that. You know that. You know the the, the 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 sound of a bomb dropping out has that like whistle to it, yeah. and it was like that, and it kept getting louder and louder, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I remember I went to my window, and a like it felt like it was fifteen feet above the building. This like it was a shape that was very. The best way to describe it is that it was kind of like you know those like Vietnam helicopters that are like uh, almost hot dog shaped. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like uh like not like a cylinder almost kind of deal where like they're long instead of your typical you know little stationary unit and then the helicopter above it but it's like a long almost like a submarine chinook yeah and um and it had lights on the side of it that were like green like orange red um there might have been a blue but I know those three colors definitely and I remember that it came up right over the building and when it disappeared over the tree line like a second later it came back the same exact way it like it had no room to, fl- to turn around it just came back like in the same 
formation that it came in, and that blew my mind. I was so freaked out by that that I went and wrote down in the calendar that I'd seen it. It was like 3 in the morning, and um, yeah, that was scary. Well, you saw the famous cigar, uh, cigar shape one. Yeah. That's a famous shape. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, that was probably my biggest, my biggest sighting, I think, was that, where I was just like, wow, because it was so close, and it was big, and it was just loud, and I don't know how people weren't outside of there, outside looking at what it was, because it was just like. And it came in like it, it came in like it was a bomb, like it was a torpedo or something. Like you, you felt the whole, and it got louder and louder. And uh, yeah, I thought it was gonna like kill me. Like I thought it was gonna hit. Like it was a bomb dropping, and it was just gonna blow up. There was a lot of weird after nine eleven. There was a lot of like, because everybody was all you know protecting everything. You know, yeah. remember that period of time where everything was very delicate and you know security was everywhere and you know people were more aware and they were looking out for more it's true yeah it's um it's changed oh right right now everybody has their head down looking at their phone it's true that's true (laughs) which is probably what they want you know they could be you know right cruising above you and most probably 90 percent of the population would have their head down yeah and when someone sees it and goes to tell them, they go, nah, then go back to their phone. So you don't think that we have any, like, an alien technology could have gave us some of the things? Because if you think about it, think about how how far technologies came in just the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Technology tends to steamroll mm-hmm. by the interest it gets. I mean, sure. I, I was reading about one of the people that helped develop the earliest uh, cell phone. Mm-hmm. Growing up, was a big Star Trek fan. Okay. And they admit that one of the things they thought was cool and they'd love to do, they were a geek from day one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a bit of one in, in high school. Of I, course. I was in a science club, not outside of school, actually. A, oh, there you a go. Second, a second one. We used to get projects and different stuff to read and do yeah. in high school. But this person saw the communicator. And said, that is cool. I'd love to make one of those. Later on, they were involved in the making of cell phones. Mm. They were making their communicator. Yeah, true. Now, one person breaks this technology. The person next to them goes, oh, what happens if we modify this? And then there's a jump. And then there's a jump. And everybody's saying, how about if we change this? Mm-hmm. And that I think that some technology may have shown up. Um most likely guarded by the government if released slowly. But I think a lot of it is that that initial burst. Mm. The other people excited about it, that think, take it and say, oh, and think outside of the box. The first person got the idea. The second person pulls another idea and says, hey, combine it with this. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's even better. Another person comes in and says, hey, how about if we turn it this way? Mm -hmm. Oh, it does this too, huh? And they just keep building. The more people you get in, the more input you get. Uh, where it originally came from, I don't know, but I think if you're talking about something similar to the cell phone, it could have been just inspiration with one or two people on an old sci-fi TV series. Mm, I believe it. And you throw some money behind it, and yep. the sky's the limit. That's it. Now, if you're talking about some of the technology that the government may use, whether it's surveillance or military, otherwise, 
Yeah, some of that might have gotten a boost. I wouldn't doubt it. If they have it, they do it. Mm. You think the public's probably 10 years, 20 years behind in what we what, what, what is actually capable, you know what I mean? Like I would have to say the public, again, if they're not saying that the government or the powers that be are not smart, mm -hmm. but they are more devious, they would keep you about 10 years behind. Yeah. Because if at any point they needed to shut anything down, they would be far enough ahead to turn it all off. Yeah. And the direction we're going in now is that we're so re so reliant on technology. Um, you don't even have to do anything major. Mm. Take out communications. True. Take out the internet. And people are lost. They can't talk to each other. They can't interact. They can't get news. They don't know what's going on. Everything is like, uh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a major blow to cause confusion. Yeah. So if the the technology is there to shut it down in an instant, then whoever's controlling it from behind the scenes, whether it's a government, a new world order, an alien, or aliens, um, yeah, they're going to stay ahead of the curve so that they can control it. Mm. At least to me, that's a logical way of doing it. Yeah, well, you'd have to, yeah. How do you feel about teleport teleportation? People traveling... From there to there in no time. Oh, I know on a quantum level, they've actually achieved that. Mm -hmm. uh, not with people. No. <laughs> but they, they've done it with data. And, uh, yeah, I think that it's possible. To me, teleportation is nothing more than just, let's just say, um, folding the dimension. I'll call it that. Yeah. A dimensional fold. Mm-hmm. Is that one person is here, one person is there. The distance is artificial. It's a perception. And getting by that to be able to, on a quantum level, manipulate it so that you step across that barrier. Yeah, I think that will be possible. They say that it's, no long, it's, it's not too long before the, these robots that they're building are going to be taking over the world. Well, uh, going, going back to teleportation, you also have bilocation. Yeah. And that's that's been around in many cultures for a long while, being the two places at once. Mm. Let's just say you don't bilocate and then just pull yourself out of the, your original spot. Now you're in your second one for a split second or millisecond. You're, you're in two, then you're in one. Hmm. Catch up with yourself type deal? Yeah, kind of kind of catch up with yourself there. What was the other thing you said? My mind slipped while I um, The robots. Uh, robots? All, how they have all these, you know... I'll say, the, like, the sex bots will just say, like, these things that they're making to have sex with, you, you look at them and they're, like, so advanced, you know, they look like real people, you know what I mean? It's almost like a Blade Runner, like, the, the future of a Blade Runner type situation isn't that far off. Mm. And I was reading in some article where they were saying, um, by, like, 2060, uh, it's going to be, you know, like it, you'll be walking down the street with robots and you won't even realize it. Uh, Android robot thing? Yeah. Possibility. Machines taking over, there's a major flaw. If, they need maintenance? Uh, Humans to do the maintenance on them? Well, if you, if you take, they would have, the machines would have to suffer from the same problem that society developed. They would have to have a working class. Mm. They would have to, which would mine the minerals mm. and process. In other words, you would have to have all those levels and all those different types of machines. Yeah to be able to uh, get to a point where you have the machine that does the actual controlling. Mm -hmm. Now, it parallels society very well yeah. in that you do have the workers, and then you have the middle class, and then you get to the controllers. Mm -hmm. 
the larger governments. Yeah. Um, and with the machines, if they, the controllers would have the actual artificial intelligence or the intelligence, mm -hmm. right now the controllers presumably have the information, whether they develop it or whether it comes from an alien source, sticking with the alien theme. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going off. Of, we're all, I'm going off subject a lot, but but yeah. It, yeah, you would you would need that that controller to be ahead of the curve for the rest, and the machine society would suffer everything that a human society would. They just wouldn't complain. Yep. So I, those one percenters, I think, you're never going to get rid of those one percenters. You're going to lose all of us before you lose those one percenter, the rich, like the rich, the super rich, and. You know, that's, they'll probably come down to something like that where, you know, and then the whole population thing, how they, there's too many people on the earth. I'm sure you've heard about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if they could, I mean, it makes sense because then, you know, you know, robots, you go to stop and shop and they got robot, they, like the Marty robot yep. that sweeps up the floor and spills and stuff like that. And that's just, I mean, that technology is pr pretty basic, you know what I mean, for, for what, for like droids wise but it's a step it's still a step in that direction a big step in that direction but paralleling human development and the robots mm -hmm. the controlling robots would have to limit the intelligence of the worker robots well, that, you'd have to be programmed that way yes yeah, so it would have to be robots. programmed that way yeah. if you take a look at let's say a ruling class and an educational system mm -hmm. the education that's passed down limits and historically it had been, particularly if you go back to Middle Ages where there was no education for the workers at all, mm. but even what you, how you educate them, then what, you, what you're talking about is you're limiting their perception and ability to see who's pulling the strings, mm. to see what's actually going on. So, yeah, the robot and the human, they, they're very kind of close if you're looking at those two societies with similar problems. That's true, yeah. Who wants to be the robot that just greases the other robot? Just like people are discontented right now when they're just greasing the wheels and make someone else rich. Yeah, it's true. Dag nabbit. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, if you are looking at, like you mentioned, like Illuminati or different groups and stuff, there's one, and the, the family will remain uh, nameless. Begin, begin with an R. The family will remain <laughs> nameless. I heard they're big trouble. Um, but... And people talk and this and that and blah, blah. But what they don't realize if they look at the history mm. is they go back to the six, to 1670. Mm. That's way back yeah. to have survived everything. Mm -hmm. And now people talk about, oh, there are billionaires and this and that. And someone has, you know, this person has $4.5 and stuff. This family, it is in the trillions. Oh, yeah. And they're getting close to going beyond that. And I don't even know what the number is beyond trillions. Yeah. And that sort of global power and influence, they can sit back and pull whatever strings they want. I was watching a, a documentary on that family recently at work. And um, it was like uh, they were taking almost like a route of them being, you know, like a Satanist type, people that worship the devil type stuff. And um, it was very creepy because I was listening and they were like, I guess they, they live in England or something like that. Some or, do. Or Scot Scotland. Like there's a, there's a main, like the actual family house 
is somewhere, um, and they, they it was a really they was they were like, well, you know, that's where they're like, that's where the devil lives, and and then the guy was like, just keep in mind, you know, God can be everywhere, but the devil could only be at one place, and like at that, my phone shut off. At that point, and I was like, shit. But the, yeah, yeah, that film. I'd love to dive deeper into that family one day because, like you're saying, bloodlines way back and the occult and stuff, and you know, to kind of go to that, like in the, a previous episode where we were talking about like the, the Satanist kind of way of thinking is like the greed thing, and um, they want all the money and. They have their way of doing things, and, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how they've survived, and I mean, when you talk about Illuminati, they're, they're, you know, they're probably, they're above Illuminati, really, I mean, they really run things, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Well, you, the, the best thing, and we, we talked about, um, how some people seem to either disappear or change mm. their story, etc. The best thing that could would happen um, to someone who got too close. Mm. Well, actually, one of two things. One would be to be silenced and disappear. Mm. Um, if someone was particularly creative and useful, I don't know. They might be in invited into the group, become part of it. Put them to work. Put them to work. Well, here's a smart one. Are they smart enough to know that they should side with us? Mm. Or are they stupid enough to know that we're going to have to erase them if they don't? Mm. And if you have a particular large group, then they'd have to make the decision which way, what they're going to do with you. I feel like people like that family would know about aliens if they were, in fact, real. Probably know have a couple. more about... Uh, Things like aliens mm -hmm. and other areas that most people ever know, at least have access to it. Yeah. And not only know about if there were aliens that at some point were interacting with humans, mm -hmm. it's likely they not only know about it, maybe have had some. Well, they would be the people that have to, the aliens would have to interact with. Maybe that's why we don't see them because they go to the most, they would go to the most powerful people. And those people are not good people, you know what I mean? For, from everything I've heard about them, they're not stand-up citizens. They're rich, they're beyond rich, but as people, they're not, like, stand-up citizens. So, like, it goes that whole thing about, well, like, why would aliens want to deal with us? Look at, you know, we kill each other with wars, and, you know, are we, are we have our, our brothers starving to death on the streets and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And we don't take care of them. So, like, that does play a factor in the, in, if you're there dealing with them, then um, maybe that'd be a whole occult thing with the dimensions and the spiritual realm of, you know, speaking to different to things in different dimensions for help and guidance and stuff like that. Um, that I could definitely see that could be a reason why, you know, nobody would want to make contact with us. Do you think that, do you think realistically the society will ever be told the truth, whether or not they're, they, if they've, came in contact with you know other beings that are not from this planet but can function and you know have their own air have their own little world unless it's a public event mm -hmm. that something happens that can't be hidden or disproven i doubt it yeah. i i seriously I doubt it i also don't know if people are ready for it 
we live in that society where humanity thinks it's the center of the universe. Yeah. And we are the ultimate. Um, we entertain the idea of aliens and mm. UFOs, and but that's always pushed to the edges. Most people don't, and they don't want to know. Mm. They don't want to face it. And it's very easy in that case there to just keep hiding it, throwing false false uh, flags up here and there, making people chase after Area 51 or mm. everything else, and then holding on to that knowledge yourself. Yeah. Whatever happened to that um, storming Area 51? That already passed, right? Oh, that's Supposedly. way past. That's way past. Uh, there were several news events that took away from that, and people didn't end. A small group ended up there, and they got chased off. Epstein dying was yeah, one of those I think, things, yeah, right? Yeah. If he said... What's your take on that, huh? <laughs> Epstein? Uh, I don't know. I think I have a different thing. If you're talking about the different kind of conspiracies mm -hmm. that are going on and you're talking about Epsteins and different stuff, I think that what we're going into mm -hmm. or experiencing uh, political and other areas, and it's not the whole deep state this and this person did this and stuff like that. I think it's more of a house cleaning. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're talking about an Illuminati or an exclusive group, right. um, maybe there have been those other families or other people that have been around and had power for a long while, mm -hmm. but they're no longer useful or going off in directions that they don't approve of. Yeah. So basically it is, okay, set this group against this group put it on, whether it be a political or social stage, and this is how we're going to clean house. Mm -hmm. Pull these strings, and when the dust settles, we'll have the ones we want in power. Yeah. We'll have, the, we'll have things going in the direction we want. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is going to think whether it's they voted someone out, or if this person was Epstein, this person was hung, or this person, they're going to believe all of that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the puppet master is behind the scene. <laughs> That's my take on it, too. They just want, they want everybody fighting. Like, yeah. I don't believe, like, how racism is still a big topic. I don't think, you know, your typical Joe Blow, anybody, I don't think they're racist. But I think that they, there's more to benefit from having races hate each other. Or, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the hate's actually, in certain places it is. There's no, yeah. you know, but I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, like, a lot of people will go, like, a lot of people will think that just because you're white that you're racist, you know what I mean? Like, which is delusional. Like, yeah, there's some people out there, but, you know, all races have their bad batch of people. And I think it's more, I think the, the more, the more people talk, the more they understand they're the same person type deal, you know what I mean? But going back to the Epstein thing, it's weird because... I don't really know where I, my opinion falls with that, where I highly doubt, you know, I don't think he killed himself. This is, I have two takes on it. Like, I don't think he killed himself. Um, I think either somebody did it for him or he's not dead. And I was watching a, a video uh, on the Masons, to go back to the Masons, um, where they said something that it, it, within their rules... Like, you're not allowed to lie. Like, you do all your corrupt things, but in the face of the public, you can't lie. You kind of have to be truthful with them. 
which kind of goes against other things where they're very manipulative and lying. You know, not them, but other groups. And um, it's like in their code, so to speak, or the, that they follow, is that you, you got to be truthful about what you're doing. But you can do it, and then the whole hidden, hidden, hiding in plain sight thing, I look at it like, when they had all those things about Epstein's not dead, what if that was just a, a gimmick or a game played with the public where, yeah, he's not dead, or, or no, he didn't, well, he, Epstein didn't kill himself. Remember that whole like campaign yep. that was going everywhere okay. like like if the if that was actually true but it wasn't what you think like he didn't kill himself somebody else did but in reality he didn't kill himself he's still alive you know what i mean kind of like playing a game with the public because somebody i feel like when you're doing you know he did a lot of bad things you know and with those kids uh you know pimping out kids and stuff and when you get into all the dark art stuff, there's a lot of, like, weird kid things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of them do that dark, really dark shit so they can be almost demonic, you know what I mean? To, to worship their their dark lord, if you will. Um, so I think that he probably, and, like, the, didn't want to, it wasn't, like, the queen's son tied into it or yeah. something like that. You know, and that's some, that's some, like, that's some, like, uh, Bilderberg, Illuminati, the family that'll go unnamed type shit right there. And um, so I think that he, I think he was so in, so deep into it that uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a lookalike that was dead, and that he went back to his island and they got his face reconstructed. You know what I mean? It's all who you know. You know what I mean? Well, either he served his purpose. Yeah public in the wrong way mm -hmm. and for his service either with if because he did it in the wrong way he did get taken out yeah or for his service over the years they pulled the switch and he is off somewhere mm -hmm. and he just has to if he doesn't want to be taken out he has to keep quiet and be low-key right weird the whole thing's weird and you will never know the truth to that either no. But I was thinking about that the other day of like, hmm, like I wonder when they do all that, Epstein didn't kill himself if it was really deeper. Because I think everything goes deeper than than people, deeper than your, your typical thought would go. Like, yeah, okay, because while you're looking at the whole thing of, well, he's dead, did he kill himself, did he not kill himself? And then like the real big picture is that he's not even dead, you know, he's somewhere else. Uh when Which you're makes sense. When you're looking at that also, like people are, one of the things that's thrown around in politics now is the deep state. Yeah. What they call the deep state, I don't believe, is, is the deep state. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an intermediate level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is the deep state and there is the deep, deep state, the real power. Mm -hmm. If you look at government agencies, there's one that dwarfs all the others and people never think about. Yeah. Never thinks about bigger numbers, bigger budget bigger than anything else yeah. and it's not the one that most people think about they mm -hmm. they see things like oh FBI this and CIA this and that how many people look at the DOD mm -hmm. look at the size look yeah. at the manpower look at right. the budget that's your power yeah. right there it's DOD mm -hmm. there's your power within the government now who they align with or pull strings that's something we don't know I like when I said you know the puppet master mm -hmm. When I look at different levels, if you go to see a puppet show, you go in a theater, okay, you see the puppets. You have to recognize their puppets. Okay, then you know someone is pulling their strings. Mm -hmm. Fine. Who 
hired and trained the people pulling pulling strings. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's them. Who's paying their salary? Yeah. Who owns the theater? Who, who bankrolls the person who owns the theater? Yeah. So when we start, what we see, that's superficial. Yeah. That's just the surface. Mm -hmm. We're watching the show. It's true. There's so many layers to protect those. Because yeah. you don't survive and gain that much wealth and power worldwide for all those centuries. I mean, even the fact that there may be a name out there or a family people point to, that wouldn't happen unless they let it because they want people to spin into these different things and then they want people to start taking a look at whether it be a deep state or Illuminati and stuff because the name Illuminati may have in fact served its purpose Yeah. so they want that to expire mm -hmm. so that goes out there and people jump all over that and this and it just goes round and round and they just sit in the back going mm-hmm mm-hmm okay Yep, we clean that out. That's no longer useful. We get rid of that. Oh, those jerks over there, we'll set them up. Uh, <laughs> they can fight. They can fight each other. We'll back this one. They'll get rid of the other one, and people will think that they're heroes. Well, that's it. You know, the politicians are all they're all in cahoots with each other. You know what I mean? It's all one big game. Realistically, if if Trump was hated as much as they, if he was as much of a problem as everybody thinks he is. Uh, He'd be dead, like if like pushing the boundaries with these other, with these other higher powers. You know what I mean? Like them, these higher powers making Trump disappear, even as the president, isn't a hard task. You know what I mean? They could, they could slip him a bottle of water that gives him a heart attack. You know what I mean? No questions asked. Um, not that I'm hoping for that. If anybody's listening, of uh, any CIA's listening, <laughs> mostly ghostly does not. Does not, uh, what do you call it? Does not, uh, endorse it. <laughs> endorse, uh, killing off anybody. No. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're all, you know, it's like a game show, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all friendly with each other. They're all kind of puppets. Like the president's not really, he doesn't hold as much power as you'd think he would. He's the face. He's like the Ronald McDonald of like the corporation, you know what I mean? And then the people that run the company, and he's just the clown that gets out there and does his thing, you know. Um, well, the interesting thing, if you look at presidents, yeah. um, I personally for, and I expect Trump to get reelected. Mm -hmm. I think he will too. Yeah. Okay. If you take a look at the trend, mm -hmm. before Trump, there's Obama. Yeah. Two terms. Before him. George W. Two terms. Two terms. Before him. Was that Clinton right before Bush Jr.? Two terms. Okay. Before him, Bush Sr. Two terms. Look at the flip-flop. Democrat, Republican. Democrat, yeah. Republican. Democrat, Republican. Back and forth. Game. It's a game. Mm -hmm. In a club. Where people are being played. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Now, right now, you have, I think in the House, you have a predominantly Democratic... Uh, House, I think it's time to flip that. Trump's second term will be Republican Senate and House, mm -hmm. and then it remains to be seen which Democrat wins and which way the Senate or the House goes in the next term after that. Yeah, we'll flip flop back and forth. Do you believe in the Antichrist? In the what? The Antichrist. The Antichrist. Oh, 
like the fact that uh, somebody will take political power that will that their whole well, I guess you could say well, a couple of them have been set up to destroy you know America for what it is. I see. I have a different theory on that. And if you're starting to talk, if you talk about the powers that be, mm-hmm. um, it would not whether it's these nameless families and these, these <laughs> that, have, that have been around for centuries and mm-hmm. stuff, it would not do well for them, yeah. for instance, to destroy America. It would not do well for them to turn most of the world into a socialist state. Yeah. Because your technology is going to suffer, your crops. I mean, there's so many things, if you take a look uh, down in South America, that have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. They... Their whole thing is wealth and power. They want a machine that's going to give them that power and going to maintain that wealth. I mean, even if you go over, you take a look at Russia, Putin's one of the richest men in the world. Right. Multiple planes, this, that, the other. I I think his uh, prime minister just resigned. Mm. He's consolidated power. He's not a millionaire. He's a billionaire. Right. And the so-called communist uh, dream in Russia, they are very capitalist, making lots of money, and et cetera. And it's mm. kind of like they're not, you don't want the people who hold, the people holding the strings, pulling the strings, yeah. way behind the scenes, don't want a world collapse. They want to maintain their power, and they do it through wealth, and they do it through control. Mm. They want to be able to control things. They don't want it to degrade to the point where it runs amok and they don't have control. Do you think that humanity, uh, you know, middle class, lower class, are just, they're like... Worker bees. The worker bees <laughs> until, until like, droids come in, though. Because they know that a, that, that lower middle class will eventually get to one, a place where they realize that they need to stand up against it. And that's the last thing they want because they know if if if, if everybody, because they are such a small percentage realistically, they they know that if if for some reason there was a revolution or something where they said, hey, this is the reality and we got to change it, and started going after these people, they know that they they could be, they could be you know uprooted. They could that family, that if people if they were storm the gates. That family could be over, you know. With all the money they have, money is nothing when someone's got a knife in your throat, you know what I mean? So, like, I almost wonder if, you know, the worker bees are just the worker bees and technology is being brought in so they don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I think that um, if you're talking about the elite, the true elite, Mm -hmm. the systems are in there that um, I think the physical systems to protect them, mm-hmm. whether they be walls, security, etc. Yeah. The educational and societal systems where people will not are trained not to think that way. Yeah. Not to think for themselves, not to question. Well, they're afraid. Or, or the fear. Happen, yeah. That system is in place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's highly unlikely that if you're talking about the mass numbers that would be necessary uh, they're ever going to do anything. Yeah. They historically have not. Yeah, it's true. In most countries, they historically have not. So it's, and when they have, it has been a lot of times in the name of socialism, mm-hmm. which in Russia evolved into, into somewhat of a capitalist 
and in China is going through a lot of problems. Their economy is not doing that well at this moment, mm-hmm. and the trade deals, and they're starting to evolve away from actual socialist, communist things just to survive. Yeah. So I don't think that there are many, if any, major uprisings left because I think that the training of, the educating of the people, particularly with the mass media right now, is very effective and people are not going to. I mean, it's the old, like the Romans and the bread and circus Mm -hmm. thing. Keep them entertained, keep them fed, they'll work for you. They Mm -hmm. won't cause trouble. Yeah. And that's the way society is. They're brought up to a point where, okay, this is it. Wow. Look at this. I got a house. I got a car. This is nice. No, no, that's a that's a theory. No one is actually, because they're enjoying life. Mm-hmm. They're not questioning what's out there even greater than me or this. Mm-hmm. And that that works on multiple levels. Whether it is uh, political, whether it is if you go back to spiritual, because we are greater than this. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you go back to the UFOs, there's something greater in the universe. Something. Yeah other life forms, there are other visitors bringing the UFOs back into it. Who knows, uh, you know, if once a year there isn't a conference somewhere and uh, game plans laid out hmm. among the elite and uh, maybe an alien or two saying, come on guys, <laughs> we tried that, it ain't working, Adju- make this adjustment. <laughs> well, you've heard of the reptilians, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So something like that. There are, there are people that think that we will, that are like, saviors from out of space will come help us get out of this mess which i don't really quite believe in that one but um yeah what's your take on that saviors from outer space coming yeah like aliens coming down to actually help us help society over overtake these groups that are holding us down so we could blossom and uh you know progress as 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 one as one humanity as humanity is one well i think that's a far-fetched idea probably right well if, if you're looking at physically most yeah. people would, would think that you know all physically and they're going to give us this technology and they're going to um <clears throat> cure diseases mm-hmm. etc that's all an easy way out yeah that's an easy way out and that's all flesh-based mm-hmm. worldly based if you're looking at a spiritual thing to be able to involve beyond this plane of existence into into a higher form, um, into a better place. Well, then, in theory, what you have not in theory, in fact, you have had messengers in the past, mm. and you have had people that have taught compassion, love, um, care for others, mm-hmm. and usually it doesn't turn out that well for them. Yeah. <laughs> True. I've I've also heard people try and say that they think that aliens are God, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when they say, to kind of go back to the thing about the drawings and the caves and stuff, you know, when they say, you know, somebody ascended from heaven and came down and, you know, showed us this or gave us this book, um, look like the Bible on how they should, how they should live their lives and stuff, which the Bible is a weird thing too, because, you know, you go back to like the Roman times and stuff where like religions were just wiped out because people said, well, that's not my religion. And then you have like a book which could have easily been, you know, tampered with. You know what I mean? It's not, a, it's not, it's definitely not the most far-fetched idea that people could have 
went in there and reworded things and worked things so, to their benefit, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I, like, I know people that think God's an alien, you know what I mean? Well, in a stricter sense, alien, uh, yeah, not like us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In that, in that sense. Um, one of the oldest translations uh, found for the word, for the name of God and it goes back to um, if you're talking about the Bible you will not have other gods before me right one of the older there's many old translations one of the old ones defines God as a supernatural mm -hmm. and that command <clears throat> when looked at in that way is you will not have any other supernatural beings above me which you see which that translation they've gotten away from mm -hmm. Which basically says there are other supernatural beings, but they are all below me. You shall not hold them above me. It could also be a physical thing, like not in space, but in the clouds. You know, There's a lot of interpretation clouds. there. One, yeah. one problem you have is it's written one way, and then it goes into another language. Mm -hmm. And when it goes into another language, you have what word equivalent? Like mm -hmm. Greek... The ancient Greek, there was a big problem because if they didn't have a word for it, they mm -hmm. invented one that sounded like the word. Yeah. So then the meaning was very much up to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And no matter how perfect the person is doing the translation, somewhere in their mind, they are going to choose the word they think is best. But that's their point of view. Mm. So getting and taking a look at some of the oldest writings across many cultures and trying to find the oldest translations, including uh, study guides on the culture of the time, the usage of different words, etc., um, clears up a lot, not everything, but it shows you something different then than the way we see it today, mm. and including a whole meaning of a single word. I mean, the, it, there's uh, many of them. In, in Britain, you used to be able to go around if you asked, you know, for fag, it was a cigarette. Right. Then it became a derogatory term over here, mm -hmm. having nothing to do with cigarettes. Right. Which dropped from the culture because now no one says that. Not supposed to, I mean. Well, you should, well yeah, you're not, to, I you're not supposed to. I wonder how the switch up just, came. I wonder how from the cigarette to the derogatory term came, you know. I don't I mean? know. Yeah, it's um, but language, uh, different culture, times and stuff. Everything just changes so much. It is very difficult. Yeah. You, you have to within yourself progress to see beyond. Okay, that's just a word. That's a phrase. Look at who's saying it, mm -hmm. why they're saying it, and you apply that to governments. Where's the power? Who benefits? Who doesn't benefit? And sure. that, that saying that's, I think, what was it, Voltaire that said, um, if you want to know who's in, a bad paraphrase, but you want to know who's in power. Who uh, benefits, one who benefits from something, see who, or you want to, yeah, you want to know who's in power, see who benefits the most, yeah, that see, thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's another one there by, by someone else that says, says, look at who you're not allowed to criticize. It's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. But if you go back to, again, the whole alien thing, the same thing applies. If you're looking at the old pictures mm -hmm. and if you're looking at the stories, could there have been alien involvement at some time or another? Yes. 
do I equate it what people commonly call God or Creator? Mm-hmm. No, because I don't think that aliens on starships are responsible for the creation of the entire multiverse. Mm. That's just a little bit beyond their technology. Yeah, they had to come from somewhere also. Right. It's true. I would have the ultimate question: Would be okay if someone, if an alien ship landed and something stepped off very different from us and they talked about their deity Mm. which preached let's say compassion love respect everything how many people would automatically say you have to be wrong Mm. because it's not human it's true it's true but it says the same thing Mm. they're from the other side of the universe Maybe that greater power appeals to them in a way they can see and understand, and us in a way that we can see and understand. It's up to us to accept that broader, higher view. Hmm. And that means including accepting that alien when they step off that plane as one of, to use the phrase, God's creatures. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Reptilians. Right? <laughs> Reptilians. You think it's a, a demonic thing? Do you think it's uh? Or would it be like uh? What What's your opinion on? Do you think we got? It could be a demonic thing. It could be. Alien, it could be something from another planet, or it could be uh, evolved, you know, evolved things that were at once li- lizards that evolved into like human esque, mi- like mixtures, you know what I mean? Hybrids, hybrids, yeah, it's weird. I think one reason why we tend to see anything if people talk about reptilians or the potential they're very often branded as evil mm. but then again you have a history like the serpent is evil mm-hmm. people um, if you're looking at things like kimono dragons mm. you're looking at a variety of stuff that would scare either primitive man or some people right now just look at it and go Ugh, yep. don't like that thing so if you in fact have this reptilian hybrid mm. you automatically you associate your phobias and fears onto that form and say, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Might be the kindest creature in the universe. True. You're going to call it bad because it's reptilian. Yeah. And it's different. Yeah. You know, those reptiles, they're cold-blooded. They're cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, it's been quite a mixed bag <laughs> on, on, on this episode of Mostly Ghostly. But we like to keep it keep it uh, interesting and keep it free, free going, and open minded, and um, yeah. So this episode might just be called the mixed bag because mixed we bag. we did we started with some with some alien stuff. We did bring it back around a few times. Conspiracies. Conspiracies in are in there, you know, yeah. Um, and yeah. So, folks. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
And we'll catch you on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Bye.